愿大家平安。Peace to you all. 今天下午的题目是还债的人生。The topic for this afternoon is a life of repaying debt. 我们每一个的一生当中啊，可能多少都会有欠债。Uh, most people in their life, they will have some kind of debt. 有有什么债呢 ？What kind of debt? 最简单的，我们有信用卡的话，你就有信用卡的债。Most common example would be credit card debt. 每一个月都要还。Ah,、uh, you have to return some each month. 你还不出来，要付二十几趴的利息。Uh, and if you can't、uh, fulfill these installments, then you have to pay interest something about twenty percent. 到最后利息加上利息，你这个整个债就还不了了。And if you continue, the interest will keep building up to the point where you will no longer be able to repay your debt. 大部分的人买车的时候啊，也是有汽车的贷款。And same with、uh, if you have a mortgage for buying a car. 啊，或者是买房也一样。Or to buy a house. 学生有时候没有钱交学费，也有学生的贷款。And same thing if you have tuition to pay and you take out student loans. 债有一个特色。There is something special about debt. 借的时候很容易。When you borrow it, it's easy. 还的时候很辛苦。When you're repaying, it's a lot of work. 但是啊，还是有一点，就是大家你借了，还是有一天总得还的。And、uh, the other thing is that for all debts, you must repay it one day. 现在经济不好。Right now, the financial situation isn't great. 疫情的关系啊，全世界的政府也在借钱来救经济。Because of the pandemic, most countries in the world currently are borrowing money in order to support themselves. 然后再把钱派给大家来救，帮助。They're borrowing money and they're redistributing that to its people to help them. 这个就是国债。This is a national debt. 啊，国债啊，下一代的人也要还。And this debt will be repaid by the next generation. 所以债。是对我们压力很大。Debt is something that gives us a lot of pressure. 啊，如果你晚上睡觉睡到一半，有时候如果债务的压力会让你睡不着。啊 ，For example, you might be sleeping and halfway through the night because of your debt, it is keeping you awake. 啊，个人在我们看罗马书的时候，也有讲到几种的债。When we read the book of Romans, it talks about a few different kinds of debt. 这些债提醒我们。These kinds of debt it reminds us of a certain responsibility. 警戒我们呢，要小心。Um, it reminds us to be diligent and careful. 第一种债 ，the first kind of debt， 叫做犯罪的债。It is the debt of our sin. 犯罪的是亏欠的神。When we sin, we fall short of God. 好像欠神的债。Just like um, if you're owing God debt. 我们看罗马书三章二十三节。Uh, let's take a look at Romans chapter three, verse twenty-three. 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 Romans chapter three, But they fall short of God's glory. Because God created man so that His glory can be established on this earth. God is pure and holy. That man's life should be pure. And same should with the lives of men. Man's life is pure, so he can be established. If your life is clean and pure, then you can you can. Emanate the glory of God. But if you,、uh, your life is not like this, then you fall short of His glory. So, like you do something, like if you do something, you make other people feel awkward. For example, if your child is not performing well in school, 
For example, if your child is misbehaving at school, 老师要求见家长 ，and the teacher has asked to see you, the parent. 那父母去了 ，and the parent goes. 坐在老师面前，孩子在旁边。Uh, the parent goes to the teacher, and the, your child is sitting beside you. Wow, And then your teacher starts to tell you how your child has been misbehaving. Um, they're bullying other students. They're not completing homework and misbehaving. Um, they're also cheating on a test. 你在家讲的，就算你在外面当总统也好啊，你回到学在学校，在老师面前，你也是很丢很丢脸。And even if you're the president of some country, in this moment, you feel shameful and embarrassed in front of the teacher. 孩子啊，丢你的脸。Because your child has lost face on your behalf. 同样的，我们是神的儿女。Same thing as children of God. 所以我们不听神的话。Um, if we disobey him. 让神丢脸。We have lost his face. 让神失去荣耀。We have lost his glory. 那每天欠一点，每天丢神的荣耀一点。Then each day, as you continue to fall short of his glory, 加起来就欠神很多啊。The cumulative debt becomes enormous. 有些人说小罪我是没有。Um, some people say I don't have little sins. 我没有杀人，我没有放放火，我没有犯奸淫。Um, I don't have the big sins of adultery or murder or stealing. 都是小罪，我们就是常常的犯。But small sins most people have. For example, lying. Not being completely honest. Having a greedy heart. Being stingy. We know our credit card You might look at the combination of your credit card debt that amounts to thousands, but each individual card may only have a few tens of dollars that you're owing. 买的时候哇，很快乐，很愉快。哦，才几十块，才一两百块，没什么。When you're making purchases, you're like, wow, it's only twenty dollars. It's only a hundred dollars. It doesn't seem to be a big deal. 尤其是现在亚马逊啊，什么网购啊，好像买东西一按一下就买了，明天就到门口了。And some on Online platforms such as Amazon, you simply click a button, you made your purchase, and it's arriving tomorrow. 到月底的时候，收到账单，哇，怎么我欠几千块 ？But when you receive your bill at the end of the month, you are shocked because now you owe hundreds or even thousands of dollars. 我们基督徒啊，常常都是大罪没犯，小罪不断。For Christians, there is a saying that you have no big sin, but your little sins are continuous and never ending. This, 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 There's a danger to credit cards. 对于没有节制能力的人来说，非常危险。Especially to those who lack self-control. 因为信用卡是你先买、先享受后付账。Because when you use a credit card, you indulge, you enjoy first, and then you pay for it. 你付不出来，家里二十几趴的利息。And if you cannot pay it, then it adds interest of up to twenty percent. 到最后，你连还利息都还不了。And later on, you're you're struggling to even just just pay the interest. 这个信用卡就是高利贷。And you can say that credit card, it's like a high interest loan. Shark loan, shark loan. It's a loan shark. It's ready to eat you up. If you cannot make your installments each month, if you cannot make your installments each month, same thing with sin. Same thing with sin. Do not look down upon it. Um, even small sins, uh, you, I, I watch what I want to watch. I say what I want to say. I can throw my temper around. 
I can be greedy. 我骂脏话。I curse. 每样加起来，每样加起来。And all these little things will add up. 我一个月加起来得欠成多少？ In one month, how much do you end up owing God? 一辈子加起来牵成多少 ？Over a lifetime, how much do you end up owing God? 真的很多啊。It's a lot. 但是还好。But、uh, there's a good thing. 主耶稣很爱我们。Jesus loves us so much. 他爱我们爱到愿意来到世界上面。He loved us so much that he was willing to come to this world. 钉死在十字架上。To be nailed on the cross. 赦免我们的罪债啊。And to redeem our sins. Let's take a look at the Gospel of John, chapter 19, verse 20. The Gospel of John, chapter 19, verse 20. He says, "Tongues of the tree are cut off, and the soul of the tree is cut off." And when he had received a drink, Jesus said, "It is finished." With that, he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. Jesus in the cross said the last words. This is the last thing that Jesus said on the cross. It is finished. What was finished? What was finished? He paid our sins for us. His blood has repaid 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 our sins for us. He has the source that can、uh, redeem our our、uh, debt. We look at Romans four verse seven. Romans four verse seven. Romans chapter four verse seven to eight. Verse seven. Romans four verse seven to eight. Blessed are they whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Verse eight. Blessed is the man whose sin the Lord will never count against him. Here, who are the blessed? Not the most blessed. 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 But in front of God, if you do not know Him, if you do not have salvation, you are someone who's broke. Because your gold cannot be brought in front of God to redeem for your debt. Um, I make a comparison. There's a really rich person who committed sin. You can see the news. That Korean, 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 Uh, you can、uh, look at the news on、um, the Samsung、uh, group in Korea. Chairman, ah,、uh, the chairman of that group. Recently, he has gone to jail. Why is that? For corruption. And、uh, he was judged under the law to go to prison. He can't say, "I, I, 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 Can he say that I will take my entire sum of wealth to donate it to you or to give it to the country so that I don't have to go to prison? Of course, he cannot do that. 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 Uh, especially the more corrupt countries. But this is not right. You can corrupt people, but you cannot corrupt God. God doesn't care who you are. You can be the most powerful person in this world. The richest person. 
But um, everyone before God is the same. 在神面前都有罪。Um, everyone have sin before Him. 都是一个破产的人。We all are broke. 那谁有福气呢 ？So who are the blessed? 啊，这里说啊，得赦免其过啊。如果神愿意原谅你的人，你是有福气。Blessed are they whose trans Transgressions are forgiven. If you have His forgiveness, then you are rich. 主不算你为有罪，你是有福气。And if um your sins, the Lord do not count against you, then you are blessed. 就是你虽然欠很多，但是主帮你取消了。In other words, you may owe Him a lot, but He has scratched off this debt. 你欠很多很多债。You owe Him so much. 主看到你，你还不了，你也没办法，没关系，我帮你取消。But the Lord looks at you, and you know He understands that you can never repay, so He just scratches that off. 所以我们的罪债，主都替我们还清了。When we have our sin, but the Lord has redeemed it all for us. 已经在下，已经在地。啊，这样，我们的罪债已经主已经还清了。And our sins have been redeemed by the Lord Jesus already. 所以这个是最有福气的。These are the most blessed. 啊，我们主耶稣讲了一个比喻。Um, Jesus gave um a an analogy. 马太十八章二十七节。The Gospel of Matthew. 马太福音十八章二十七节。The Gospel of Matthew, chapter eighteen, verse twenty-seven. Matthew 十八章二十七节 Gospel of Matthew, chapter eighteen, verse twenty-seven. Verse twenty-seven. The servant's master took pity on him, cancelled the debt, and let him go. Wow, 这里有一个仆人呢，他很开心呢。Ah, there is this servant who is celebrating. 因为他的债被主人还呃赦免了。Because um his debt was cancelled by the master. 从二十三节开始讲，天国好像一个王要跟他的仆人算账。Starting from verse twenty-three, it describes how the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. 这个王就是主耶稣啊。This king is the Lord Jesus. 他的仆人就是他的选民啊，他是弟兄姐妹啊。And his servants are his chosen people, the brothers and sisters. 二十四节说有一个人呢欠他一千万两银子。In verse twenty-four, it says that there was a man who owed him ten thousand talents. 好，一千万两银子啊，有多少钱 ？Which equates to a ten million. 想想看，大家想想看有多少钱 ？Ten million pieces of silver. So just imagine how much that is. 按照有一些参考资料说，等于六千万天的工资。Um, some uh, scholars did a study, and they estimated that this equals to sixty、uh, million days of wages. 一个人一天可以赚多少钱 ？How much can you earn in one day? 不要说很多了，一百块就好了。Ah,、uh, let's not say it's too much. Let's say it's a hundred dollars. 啊，六千万天就是六亿。Then, ah,、uh, sixty million days of wages would be. Sixty billion. No, no, six hundred. Six hundred million. Ah, you owe him six million. Ah, then you will owe him this much. That you pay for it. Can you repay it? You can sell your house, your car, your clothes. Say loud, hear me. You can sell your house, your car, your clothes. Say loud, hear me. You can sell your house, your car, your clothes. Say loud, hear me. You can sell your house, your car, your clothes. Say loud, hear me. You can sell your house, your Six hundred million Canadian. Ah, this is a description. We are paying the debt. This debt from birth to death, and Adam's sin, this describes your sin for now, your entire lifetime, and going all the way back to Adam. It's you know as enormous as six hundred million Canadian. Now, the debt is paid. 
And usually, um, if you cannot repay your debt, you're thrown in prison. 把他太太孩子全部卖掉。And your wife and children will be sold. 好，然后等到他还清了，才可以放出来。And、uh, you're only released when you have repaid. 意思就是说，永远都出不来了。Which means that you will probably be in jail for the rest of your life. 犯罪的人以后就下地狱，永远出不来。And for those who have sinned, they will be imprisoned in hell forever. This person is very poor. Ask the master to forgive him. But this person begged for mercy from the master. That master, then, is okay. Twenty-seven. And in verse twenty-seven, it says that the master took pity on him and canceled his debt. So he took his debt and canceled his debt. Okay, so he took his debt and canceled his debt. Okay, so he took his debt and canceled his debt. And the master took pity on him, knowing how much he owed, but cancelled all the debt. This is us. This master of the master is you and me. The servant who receives such grace is you and I. We have sinned in this world, and we have been forgiven. It is here that all of our sin has been cancelled. Because of our sin, we have been forgiven. 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 Because of our sin, we have been There's a condition to this debt being cancelled. We know that we go to the bank, go to the bank, and go to the bank. We have to look at the fine print, the small letters. We know that for any kind of contract at the bank or somewhere else, we have to read the fine print. You don't think, "Oh, this is just enough." Some people have a condition that's written there. Don't think that it's simple. 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 Um, this servant received the grace of having the debt being cancelled. He also has to cancel the debt from others. This is the servant who has already told them. This was something that the master has instructed them in the morning. They should have known. But this servant did not do so. But this servant did not do so. When he went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him some money. Let's take a look at verse twenty-eight. Chapter eighteen, verse twenty-eight. That person came out and met his servant who owed him a hundred denarii. He grabbed him and began to choke him. Pay back what you owe me, he demanded. He saw that this person had owed him a little bit of money. It's not a lot. If one denarii is one day's wage, then this is about a hundred days' wage. It's about a thousand dollars. It's not a lot. But he said, "You have to pay me back." But he said, "You have to pay me back." If you don't pay me back, then I'll throw you in prison. This, 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 Verse thirty-two. The master said to him, "You wicked servant!" You are a servant. More than that, you are a wicked servant. Why did the master describe him so? Because he refused to cancel the debt from others. He said. Um, I cancelled all the debt of yours because you begged me to. That's thirty-three. 
verse 33. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? You should have done the same. But you did not. Okay, then I don't have to do that and in his anger, his master turned him over to the jailers to be tortured until he should pay back all that he owed. And he was uh, he suffered under torture. Why was that? Because you have no compassion. We know that when Jesus um, told this parable, he wasn't joking. And today you believed and you were baptized through the precious blood of Jesus and you received the salvation. You are so joyous, but there is a condition. At the same time, we have to cancel the debts from other people. If one day we refuse to do so, let's take a look at the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 6, verse 2. Um, the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 6, verse 12. Verse 12 says, Forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. This is the prayer that Jesus instructed us to give each day. Don't think that my debts are forgiven. That's true, your past debts. But today you continue to sin. Also, the debts that were crossed off in the past, Jesus can bring them back. He continues to observe us. He observes us until the day we die. Have you been continuously uh, forgiving the debts of others? Other people mistreat you. Uh, their words have hurt you. They have misunderstood you. Um, they have um, they have impeded on you. They have uh, bullied you. So how do you treat them in return? Jesus, our King, is watching us. Uh, sometimes out of anger we say this. Forgive them? Ha, you must be joking. I will never forgive them. Why should I? I will remember this debt for the rest of my life. If you have said something like this, you have to be careful. If you still think like this, then I can tell you, or in fact, the Bible tells you. In the future, when you stand before the Lord, He will bring out your uh, book of debt to show you. Because you once said that you will not forgive. And you will not forgive until the day you die. So then I will take out your old accounting book to show you. Look how much you owe, how can you enter heaven? At that time, we might cry. And Jesus might say, this is too late. I've given you decades to forgive. So I really encourage us that when you lie awake at night, you think about who has wronged me. If you still cannot forgive, we have to pray. Lord, I lack the strength to forgive. What should I do? You have to help me. 
Otherwise, if you can't forgive me, then what should I do? Yes, sometimes you get very angry. And in the moment, it's really difficult to put this down. But when we think about how much we owe the Lord, Ten million pieces of silver. 跟那个十两钱呢, How much difference is that from a hundred denarii? I will let this go because, uh, Lord, you forgive me, so I will forgive them. I still have sin. Um, I, I still made profit. I'm not lacking anything. And in the future, I can enter heaven. More to that, when I forgive the other person, I will feel more peaceful in my heart. So don't think that it's simply about Jesus redeeming our sin. We become safe and we can just go on our way. We have this responsibility of daily forgiving other people. The second point. Um, I want to talk about the uh, debt of the gospel. The debt of the gospel. Um, uh, Let's take a look at Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 1, verse 14. Romans chapter 1, verse 14. Romans chapter 1, verse 14. I am obligated both to Greeks and non Greeks, both to the wise and to the foolish. Verse 15. Verse 15, that is why I'm, I am so eager to preach the gospel also to you who are in Rome. Paul said that no matter who it is, I owe them debt. What is this debt? This is the debt of the gospel. He feels like I owe them this, so I have to go to them to preach. He does not see that, oh, I'm preaching, so I'm doing a charitable act. Because if it's a charitable act, then you can choose to do it or not do it. I do it when I have free time. It's like donating money charitably. I have money, I give. I don't have money, I don't give. But paying debt is different. Paying debt is you have to give. No matter what, you have to repay. Even in some circumstances, I borrow money in order to repay. I cannot not repay it. Paul looked at preaching the gospel like a debt that he owed to others. But not only Paul. Um, he not only did Paul owe it to the people, he also owed it to God. Let's take a look at 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 16. Chapter 9, verse 16. Verse 16, yet when I preach the gospel, I cannot boast, for I am compelled to preach. Woe to me if I do not preach the gospel. Verse 17. 
verse 17, if I preach voluntarily, I have a reward. If not voluntarily, I am simply discharging the trust committed to me. Paul didn't say, look how fantastic I am. I'm preaching everywhere. These number of people believed. He said there's nothing to boast. Why? Uh, because woe to me if I do not preach. Uh, he has a debt. He owes the Lord. The Lord instructed him to do so. Also, he found the people uh, pitiful that they needed the Lord. So how can I not preach? For example, if you have a debt, how can you not repay it? The interest keeps on rolling and you will die. No matter how much you save and how careful you are with your spending, you still have to pay. Preaching the gospel is not a choice. It's not that um, I choose or not choose to participate in the truth seeker care group or I uh, don't know the truth that well, so I don't want to preach. I prefer to play the piano or to interpret, so I don't want to preach the gospel. If you don't open your mouth, then woe to you. If you do not share the gospel with the friends around you, in the future, woe to you because your debt is increasing. You owe the Lord. What would um, the Lord Jesus say? Let's take a look at Matthew chapter 10. Matthew chapter 10, verse 8. Gospel of Matthew chapter 10 verse 8 The second half of verse 8 Freely you have received, freely give This has been borrowed to you And then you give to others you can't take this uh, and hoard it for yourself. God has given this gospel to you. It was given to you for free and you receive salvation. And God said you have to send this out. And otherwise you owe him. And you owe that person. You don't open your mouth. You do not testify. You don't invite. And in the future, they go to hell. And then they will say, well, my friend never preached the gospel to me. I went to school every day with them. I've known him for 30 years, yet he's never preached to me. Then isn't that you owe your friend? Of course. But if you have preached and he does not believe, then that's on him. So preaching the gospel is not a choice. And it's not a hobby. It's a debt. You have to repay the debt. So how do we repay? We have to establish a commitment. Romans chapter 15. Romans chapter 15, verse 20. Verse 20. 
Verse 20, it has always been my ambition to preach the gospel where Christ was not known, so that I would not be building on someone else's foundation. Um, this is Paul's ambition, which was um, he had an ambition to preach. Not only this, he was also committed to preach where Christ was not known. Why? Because if uh, someone has already preached, then they've heard the gospel before. Paul was a pioneer preacher. He was good at pioneering. If someone has already gone, then he doesn't have to go. He wants to go where Christ was not known. And to repay the debt to the people there. At that time, Paul wanted to go to Spain. Because Spain was known as the end of the world. And he wanted to pass by Rome to visit the brothers and sisters there and then go to Spain. This kind of ambition was huge. Today, do we have such perseverance? Is it that I have set my life to return the debt of the gospel? Freely I have been given, freely I will give. Uh, today we preach the salvation of the Lord Jesus. Even so, we have to preach how the body of Christ, the true church, the church who gives salvation is something that we have to preach as well. Uh, a few days ago, there was a testimony. A sister who lives nearby church. Uh, she was picking up her child after school. Uh, she overheard the conversation between two other moms. Uh, they were talking about the Bible. The sister was interested, so she went over to join the conversation. And she was asking, What are you talking about? And they said, We're talking about the Bible. And the two moms asked, What church do you go to? And the sister said, Oh, the church I go to is across the street from the school. And then they said, Oh, is it true Jesus Church? And she said, Yeah, it is. And one of the moms said, Oh, a few days ago, I was walking with my child that passed by your church. My, church, uh, my child stopped suddenly and told me, and uh, he said, uh, Mom, look at this church. I have seen the gates of the heavenly kingdom here. And the child has seen a vision before the gates of our church. And the child clarified that he saw a vision of the gates of heaven opening in front of our church. And the sister heard this and she was deeply moved. And through uh, the Gentile eye, someone who has yet to know Jesus, the child has seen a vision. And the child would not lie. He also didn't know the Bible. But God allowed him to see this vision. 
the true Jesus Church, um, the true Church which has salvation, is the door to the heavenly kingdom. Um, uh, let's go to the Gospel of John. The Chapter 1, verse 51. The Gospel of John, chapter 1, verse 51. Verse 51, he then added, I tell you the truth, you shall see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. And uh, in uh, in the Old Testament, there records how um, Jacob uh, saw a vision. That the heavens opened and there was a stair descending to where he was sleeping. Um, there were angels ascending and descending on the staircase. Jesus, he explains this vision here. Did you see the heavens open? Then the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. Who is this? Uh, what is the staircase? Um, and this is Jesus. Uh, Jesus is this heavenly staircase. He's also this gate. We have read the Gospel of John. Jesus is the gate. Same thing in the Gospel of Matthew. That we have to enter the narrow gate. Um, in Matthew chapter 7, verse 13. The Gospel of Matthew chapter 7, verse 13. Gospel of Matthew chapter 7, verse 13. Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. Verse 14, but, but small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life and only a few will find it. The narrow gate is the true church. Indeed, because of the pandemic, we are unable to physically come to church for service. However, our belief is the faith that will give salvation. It is the gate of heaven. So we have to preach this. To each relative and friend, we owe this debt. We have to testify. As soon as the church reopens, we can invite them to come. And the uh, third kind of debt is the debt of love. The debt of love. Let's take a look at Romans chapter 13, verse 8. Romans chapter 13, verse 8. Verses 8 to 10. Verse 8. Let no debt remain outstanding except the continuing debt to love one another. For he who loves his fellow men has fulfilled the law. Verse 9. The commandments do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not steal, do not... Uh, do not covet, and whatever other commandment there may be are summed up in this one rule. Love your neighbor as yourself. Verse 10. Love does no harm to its neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. Paul said, do not uh, owe debt to others. For example, if you owe somebody money, do not procrastinate, but repay it as soon as you can. Because if you keep this dead, then um, they look at you with displeasure and you feel uncomfortable yourself. 
但是有一种债是要常常欠的。But there's this kind of debt that we have to continuously owe。这是什么？What is that？爱的债啊。It is the debt of love。什么意思？What does that mean？因为我们要爱人，好像欠的那个人要还他一样。It means that we have to love others as if we owe them a kind of debt。通常我们对别人好啊，都觉得说，哎呀，我是做了件好事，帮你的啦。Usually, when we treat others well, it's like we're doing a charitable deed. I feel good. I'm doing something good. But when others ask a little bit more, then we become unhappy. For example, someone is asking for a ride. The first time you do it happily. But if they're asking for a ride from you every time, then you might be unhappy. Or it's like they've asked you for a favor one too many times. You might think to yourself, well, it's not like I owe you anything. Why do you keep asking me? But Paul told us that the giving prompted by love, you have to look at it as repaying a debt. It's not a charitable deed. But a repayment of debt. You treat them well, it's repaying a debt. But you might say, I don't owe them anything. Why do I have to look at it like so? It's true that you don't owe them anything. But who do you owe? You owe the Lord Jesus. When Jesus was in this world, there were a lot of uh women who supported him and they provided for him. Let's take a look at the Gospel of Luke chapter 8. Gospel of Luke chapter 8 verses 1 to 3. Luke chapter 8 verse 1. After this, Jesus traveled about from one town and village to another, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom of God. The twelve were with him. Verse 2. And also some women who had been cured of evil spirits and diseases, Mary called Magdalene, from whom seven demons had come out. Verse 3, Joanna, the wife of Cusa, the manager of Harold's household, Susanna, and many others, these women were helping to support them out of their own means. Here records a few women who loved Jesus a great deal. They followed him. Out of their own finances and time supported Jesus and the twelve. Why did they do this? Because in verse 2 it says that they were previously cured of evil spirits and diseases. They were cured of their concerns. If it weren't for the grace of Jesus, they were still they would still be haunted and still be suffering. So they were proactive and responsive in repaying the debt from the Lord. They can directly repay it on Jesus. 
The issue is today the physical body of Jesus is no longer with us. We cannot cook for him or provide physically for him. But Jesus has told us. How do you repay the debt of love from him? Paul instructed that we have to love each other as if love is a debt. In other words, the debt of love that we owe to the Lord, we repay it on the brothers and sisters around us. If we do this, then we will um, be slow to anger and we won't feel tired. And you will feel like, you know what, I can repay this debt on this person, thank God. Let's take a look at the Gospel of John. Gospel of John, chapter 15. Gospel of John, chapter 15, verse, verse 11. Verse 11, I have told you this so that, so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. Verse 12, my command is this, love each other as I have loved you. And Jesus said, Love each other as I have loved you. This uh, love, this debt, you repay it to um, the people around you, it's like you're repaying it to the Lord. There was uh, someone from our church who was very wealthy. A lot of people uh, uh, loan money from them. And some people never return this debt. And some students who had no money to pay tuition also borrowed money from him. And uh, for any student um, who is borrowing money for education, he said yes. And uh, the people who got money from him at first, they were very moved. And then they said, you know, in the future, I will repay this to you. But uh, because the brother was very rich, he said, you don't have to repay it to me. In the future, when you have graduated, you earn your own income. You see other students who are lacking in in, in, in finances. Uh, brothers and sisters who cannot pay their tuition. You go and help them. Then it will be the same as repaying me. You don't have to repay it directly back to me. You pay it forward, it's like you paying back to me. This is very moving. Jesus is the same. You don't have to pay it directly back to Jesus. He's not physically here, so it's hard for us to do that. But you love brothers and sisters, and it's the same as repaying this debt to the Lord. We truly loved our brothers and sisters. If we have, then we have started this repayment. Recently, the pandemic has been escalating. 
Uh, sometimes, unless we remind ourselves, we are truly growing apart from the congregation. At times, uh, we become uh, slow to reply and we don't even talk on the phone anymore. But there are brothers and sisters who uh, are silently doing a lot. They know who's sick. Even though they cannot visit. Uh, they bring, they drop off food by their door. And if that person is quarantining, then they will grocery shop and place the items by their door. Uh, some, uh, some folks, they live by themselves, they have a lot of loneliness. And uh, their brothers and sisters who have a lot of love, they will call them to make sure they're okay. And uh, some um, some elderly members, they have to go to the doctor, but they can't drive. There's brothers and sisters and even truth seekers who volunteer to be their driver to take them. It's very moving. Because all of these people feel like the Lord loves me so much, I have to repay him. Let's take a look at Hebrews chapter 10, uh, verses, 10 verses 10 to 24. Uh, Hebrews chapter 10, chapter 10, verses 24 to 25. Verse 24, And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Verse 25, let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. Here, let us, um, it says that let us spur one another on. Let us consider each other. Don't only think of yourself. The most scary part of the pandemic is that people become selfish. People become cold. I went for a walk and someone uh, who was uh, still far away from me went to the other part of the park. Now, uh, before perhaps people will say hi, but now nobody wants to talk to each other. They're afraid that when you talk, you might um, spread your germs. Uh, there's a lot of fear among people. But the Bible tells us we have to consider each other. Perhaps each week we can set a goal of how many people we call to say hello. If you are an RE teacher, then perhaps you can give each of your students a call. If you are um, the uh, care group leader, then perhaps you can give each family a call. These are all ways to consider each other. And we have to spur each other in love. It's kind of like stirring up each other. And originally, it's like a pot of water that is uh, peaceful. Um, it's like dead water. No one cares for it. But you stir it up. And all of a sudden, it's filled with energy. 
Sometimes in a church group, there's one or two people who stir the pot, and the whole church becomes alive with love. 团体里面有一两个有人有爱心的关怀别人的，整个团体就不一样。Um, in a fellowship, if there's one or two people who are really motivated, then they change the atmosphere of the fellowship. If you're a youth and you see that、um, another youth did not participate in the fellowship, you can give them a call. Do not only consider yourself. And uh, we uh, spur each other up in love and good deeds. Verse twenty-five.、哎、Let us not give up meeting together. Because when we get into the habit of no longer meeting, then this can change in the future.、Uh, we have to know that the day is approaching. And we have to do this even more so. So we all have these kinds of debt. The debt of sin, the debt of the gospel, also the debt of love. We have to hurry and repay. We have to live a life of repayment. In the future, when we see the Lord, we will no longer have debt. Let's sing a hymn number fifty-two.